Bleacher Creatures Podcast. Bleacher Creature. 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 Bleacher Creature himself. And we are live. And welcome to the newest episode of the Bleacher Creatures Podcast, brought to you, of course, by Jones and for Sports and Jones and for Sports Media. If you haven't already, go take your ass over to social media. And like, subscribe, comment to not only us, but them as well, because they deserve the same love that you guys show us. With me once again is the one, the only, Mr. John. The fuck's going on, Chief? Dude, a third and a fifth rounder, huh? It's great. Yeah, I guess, I I, I guess that is what the fuck's going on, isn't it? A third and a fifth. Yeah, I... You went from getting the, you went from getting the ninth overall. Yep. To a fifth and a third round pick. Yep. In which you will get no return, really, on those picks. Maybe, maybe. Well, let's not forget that the Steelers do better picking rounds two through six than ones. Nobody would rather have a third and a fifth instead of a ninth. Well, that is true because you can't. Well, you can't guarantee any pick in the NFL draft for the most part. No, but I can guarantee you have a better selection at nine. Oh, probably. And uh, that's a, how does that drop off get so big? Well, when you run around like a crackhead for the entire off season, saying that the organization sucks, my quarterback sucks, and you're just spewing all this bullshit, the only person in reason who's gonna want you, ironically. Is John Gruden? That's the I way I see it. Here's the way I see it. What do you? How do you see it? That no teams wanted this guy. Okay, nobody wanted him because he of the crackhead antics. Lost, he has completely lost all control. That sounds about right. I don't want to hear. Oh, he was doing it on purpose. Maybe, but in order to still do something that far on purpose, you still got to be a little farther out there. Okay, that's possible. I have heard that Le'Veon Bell is now considering going to Oakland. I'm not putting too much into that. But you got you got nothing for the best receiver in probably the, the last five years of football. In still the prime of his career. Yeah. No, I mean, he's I mean, gonna be like Randy Moss when Randy Moss was. Yeah. Here he's here, but it, it, this is the classic rock and a hard place down, scenario. I went down. This guy got traded halfway through the year. All I'm saying is, man, when you have a guy who just spends the entire offseason bad-mouthing the owner, the GM, the quarterback, I'm sure he hasn't started talking shit about the offensive coordinator, the wide receivers coach, the fucking special teams coach, the you-fucking-name-it, I'm sure he's done nothing but bad-mouth him. At, because nobody wanted him now. At a, he's the best receiver in the NFL. Even the Patriots were willing to take on Randy Moss. Nobody wanted Antonio Brown. Well, here's the deal. All I know is if A.B. has any sort of a brain left in him, he will shut his mouth and not badmouth John Gruden, or else he will be exiled a la Keyshawn Johnson back in 2003. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Well, it, well, we'll, we'll see. Either, either, this, either this crackhead behavior was either pure show just to get out, or... Antonio Brown has legitimately lost his mind. I wouldn't doubt if he lost his mind. I wouldn't doubt it either. Um, He's got blue braids. He dyed his mustache blonde. He looks like a crackhead. 
yes, he does. But again, exactly this could like all be this time. could all be for fucking show, and maybe we just all fell victim to the somehow elaborate evil genius plan that could, in theory, have worked out perfectly for Antonio Brown, except for the fact that the Raiders are probably still going to suck a whole bunch of dicks next year. They sure are. Right. Three first-round picks can do a well, lot for you. Let's get back to what we're talking about. All right, go ahead. How do you grade that trade? I grade that an F. For the Steelers? Yeah. The best possible grade you can give it would be like a D minus, just because yeah. we have because we get we seem to have that luck randomly in the rounds where those picks are, but you can't but count matter. on third or fifth round picks every year. Right. Let's let's we're not stupid. Listen, the 49ers offered the Giants two first round picks for Odell. Yeah. And they so you know them. where the market is as far as the top receiver goes. Oh, and, yeah. and you got nothing. Oh, yeah. No, top flight talent at any position, but especially wide receiver, is going to demand it's a – It's going to demand Luke, a, passed, a top of the market Luke, return. He's past top flight talent. Well, he is the best in the NFL. He can run every route, every route at an efficient rate. He catches everything near him. You could throw him screens. You could throw him go routes, slant routes. Yeah, you, you get the you, ball end around. He can throw the ball and end around. Yeah, you don't. You he don't think I watch it for nine years? I know what the fuck he can do. A punt. Yeah, I know what he can do. I spend every single Sunday for nine years watching him like he was Jesus. I understand what he can do. And 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 for all that, you got a third and a fifth round pick. I guess so. Could've Speaking got, of the other B coming out of Pittsburgh, Le'Veon, where does he end up? Jets. I I I was against it. You're for it now, what, aren't you? Seeing what Quan Alexander just signed for, <laughs> the four True. years, fifty-eight million he got. Yeah. And seeing that the Jets are interested in Barr and CJ Mosley, and they'll get a little more than um Alexander. Yeah. I'm not gonna spend similar money on one of those two guys compared to Bell. I'm giving that money to Bell over that. Um, I would agree, especially I know Bell's had the the slight injury and major character concerns, but talent at is talent. I'm sorry, Bell still paying, has I'm it. I'm not paying the same amount of money for Anthony Barr. I don't blame you. No, no one's calling you crazy, but Barr has been at the top of that position, not the tip top, but he's been a top five minimum, top ten linebacker in this league since he came into the league. He's not going to affect the game as much as Le'Veon Bell will. If he was getting less money, I could understand the trade. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. If you put Anthony Barr or C.J. Mosley in that formation next to Darren Lee, the back two levels of your line with a potential, let's just say, potential first round, third overall pick edge rusher, that's a formidable defense. It doesn't matter. This is 2019. If you were going to win, you need an offense with a defense. That you can score on, but they make plays. Now, if, I, if you're the Jets and you wanted to guarantee the services of Le'Veon Bell, why didn't you make the deal for Antonio Brown, considering what we know now was the price it took? I couldn't answer that. McKagan is known for making say, shit trades. This would have been the I perfect say, trade. The only thing that I could say is they just didn't want him. Nobody wants Antonio Brown. Dude, nobody wanted him. I'm aware of that. 
Because that's what happens so when you that, turn into a fucking crackhead. I mean, it's not like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, no, nobody wanted this guy. No, I hear you. No, wanted him. Yeah, I, I understand. So, would you want him? as If you were a GM, no. fuck no. Right, that's not hard to understand. What right. about Antonio Brown walking around like a fucking Martian or a space cadet would make you want him? Talent? Sure, he's got it in spades. Personality? Right. Who the fuck knows? He's about as bipolar as it gets now. I agree. Right. That would scare me off. A thousand percent. It would, huh? If I'm if I'm a GM, even if an NFC GM, where you don't play the Steelers any more frequently than every third to fourth year, right? I still you got to worry about a guy like that who's done nothing but badmouth his team for nine years, and he's done nothing but badmouth them. What's he going to do when he comes into my room and something doesn't work out his way? He's going to probably be the same short fuse stick of dynamite that can blow up a locker room. So is Le'Veon Bell. Thousand percent, but Bell's a bit different. Le'Veon Bell would rather. I don't think Le'Veon Bell would bitch. Le'Veon Bell would rather not show up than bitch. It's a different problem. It's a different set of character character issue. I agree. I'll take the guy who doesn't show up over the guy who is there but is nothing but a problem for the entire time since day one. I completely agree. And I'll tell you now, John Gruden, as, as previously stated, has zero tolerance even if you're a star player, for bad-mouthing the way he runs an organization, considering he took a playoff team, decimated it, made them dog shit, Antonio Brown, I don't understand how you can be happy to go to Oakland unless either A, you are pumped to live in Las Vegas, or you were just super happy to be out of Pittsburgh. Um, I think that... What else about Oakland would excite you? The fucking uniform? Well, okay, he, he maybe. Hasn't said, he hasn't said anything since he got traded. So we don't know what he's thinking. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Point is, here's... Let, let, let me shed light on you from not just my Steeler perspective, but the the general consensus of what I've been getting from the Steeler fans that I've been seeing on social media. The this half it's it's a fan base divided. Half sure. of the, half the fans are super super I I guess the word I'll use is butthurt that Antonio Brown's not on the team anymore. Which is very understandable because he's he he's probably the best receiver we've ever had as an organization. It's either him or Swanee. Sure. If the I'm sorry, not if the other half is super happy that the two problem causing players, quote unquote, I I'll throw Ben in there, but two of the three immediate problem guys are gone. It seems that everyone who gets along with Ben is now in the locker room. Sure. Which, you'd have to think, that's, you, and especially when you see, like, Juju going on Twitter after the trade and saying, like, let's fucking go, I'm ready. 
you love it. Time will tell if Juju can handle being the number one. But at least this, we don't hear any of the Steelers players seeming to be griping about this, which leads me to believe that A.B. was a problem long before this year. I think he was a problem. I don't disagree, but you'd have to think. Like, we all know Ben and his O-line, because he's been with the bulk of that O-line for many, many years now. The O-line's always going to have his back. The veterans on the D-line, like Hayward and even Hayden, who's faced him for so many fucking years before joining us. Everyone on that team should have respect for Ben. Connor has nothing but respect for him. The rookies from last year have respect for him. No I, one else I had a problem. Ben should not have called him out to the public saying he should have ran a different route versus the Broncos. Couldn't agree more. Even, However, he was right. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he said you can't, you can't, you know, run like a lazy route there. He yeah. said it's got to be a sharp break, and he was right because that's exactly what they did, and, it was, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And if, and it, let's also be real. When you when we're talking about that Denver game, the only receiver in football who's been able to not only have Chris Harris Jr.'s number but outright dominate him is Antonio Brown. He should know how to pick that secondary apart like the back of his hand. I agree. So Ben's not wrong. Antonio must be that much of a fucking weak-minded little bitch where he can't take a little bit of criticism because we saw what happened against Baltimore when he didn't get a get the get the ball thrown to him halfway through the first quarter. Well, Luke, we, yeah, we, I was gonna say he threw a temper tantrum there, didn't he? Yeah, oh, that was a fucking good one. It looked like a fourth grader not getting a fucking Barbie doll on Black Friday. It sure did. Yeah, and it was disgusting. Trust me on this, dude. Steeler fans, for those of you who are unaware and are not a part of Steeler Nation. We, the Steeler fans, are very quick to jump to the 0 to 100 level of criticism over anything about any player on our roster. All right, so the bottom line here, though, right, is he acted like a crazy, a psycho. Mm -hmm. He got traded. You got back nothing because of the way he acted, because if he didn't act that way, yeah, we would have gotten we would we would have gotten a first round pick. Maybe not Buffalo's, but a first round or at least a second. You know what? The fact that the Bills offered their ninth overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. He fucked over that franchise in a lot of ways. Yep. Listen, man. So I I listen. Here's what I what I'm go saying, ahead. I'm sorry. What I listen? No, listen. I am. He got he screwed over the franchise. That's the bottom line. He got what he deserves. He's going to play in a team that is, has zero business winning anything worth mentioning, at least in the next three years. For sure. I, I And I like Carr, so it's nothing against Carr. I actually like him. Just that whole organization seems to be a disaster. Yeah, well, th- this is... Gruden, the- Spade, and Khalil Mack, they pick up Trent Brown, give him the highest contract for a lineman in history. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Everybody knows if you play for Belichick, he's going to find a way to use you for your strengths and hide your weaknesses. Can Gruden do that? Listen, I think Gruden's a good coach, but he cannot do that. No, see, here's the thing. Gruden can be a good coach, but, which he, he no is. But he's no, he's no fucking – of course he's not Belichick. I would, he's not, he, Belichick. Listen, he, I wouldn't even put him in the same class right now as Sean Payton. No, neither would I. And, and, and listen, he's no – listen, 
he's not going to do the same thing. They traded Osmealy. The guy was a perennial all-pro, at least pro bowler on a down year. Yeah, last year, he had terrible pro football focus grades. I get it. But the guy is 28, 29 years old. 10 mil is not terrible for a perennial all-pro guard. It's a decent contract. He only had two years left, including this year. You traded him and your sixth-round pick to the Jets for a, for a fifth-rounder? What are you doing? Listen, the return that we got back was not nearly what any, not not even a Steeler fan, what any halfway logical NFL fan thought was going to happen. That's, no, a, right. that's a beyond fair statement. What I will say is maybe Pittsburgh was just so willing to get rid of him that the price almost didn't matter. I think it got to that point. It had to have. They're like, you know what? You're going to fuck us over. Why would he accept going to Oakland, though? But he would accept going to the Bills? At least Buffalo. And again, I love I love Carr. But at least Buffalo, they have a good defense. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen will be for real. He can throw the deep ball. He can, he can run better than anybody ever thought he could yep. in the NFL. He will improve. I could definitely see this guy becoming a franchise quarterback. For sure. You want to go to Oakland? At least Buffalo has a plan. The weather, I'm telling you. The only difference between those two teams is Buffalo's better now than Oakland is, and the weather's better in Oakland. That's so, what the so fuck. And, so wa- and the weather's better. So Clearly no. Clearly not. Neither does Le'Veon. You know what? I that, The jury's still out on Bell. Bullshit. No. No, 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 no. I, I, I hate Bell. This was the last like chance we had this past season to make a, I can make an argument, a deep playoff run. Oh, I can. I thought that I thought they would have went to the Super Bowl. If they would have made for playoff. fucking <laughs> Bell to not show up and quit on his teammates like that. Disgusting. I'm not. I I, I can't back him. But for no, AB, no, but what I'm saying is, if he gets his contract and he goes out there and puts up Le'Veon Bell numbers. Then maybe he was just really concerned that he would get hurt, and not. And I'm not agreeing with it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, with Le'Veon Bell, I don't buy that martyr bullshit. Neither do I. But we have to wait and see. But if if he's if he's if if he's taking his agent and his mother's advice, or listen, just sit out, hang out in Miami, eat yourself listen. into a fat fuck, and ride jet skis and smoke weed, go right ahead. I, Luke, I agree with you. What I'm trying to say to you is my biggest concern is will he show up to play, whether he signs with the Jets or the Eagles, who I think those are his only two options. Will he sign up to – will he show up to play? If he does, then he really was concerned, and I'm not agreeing with it, but at least you can say he's not about winning. Maybe he just doesn't put winning as number one. Maybe it's number two. No, Le'Veon Bell, at this point in current time, Le'Veon Bell has to be considered the most selfish player in the NFL who will still be on a roster. Say that again? Hey, Brown is the most selfish. He denied it. How, without a trade clause, he denied a trade. I don't even know how that's fucking possible. But at least, at least Antonio played last year. We'll see what he does this year with Oakland. Yeah, his, num- of, his numbers are going to go down. Forget about his numbers, Luke. I don't think he makes it through six games without saying, like, I want out. I don't – I wouldn't doubt that at all. Hey, so whenever they have their bye week, I don't have their schedule in front of me. That bye – I'm telling you, he's not going to last the year as a Raider. 
There's, he's going to get suspended from the team. It's going to be like a Matt Harvey situation of 2017. Yeah, this this either has Matt Harvey or Keyshawn Johnson 03 all over it again. Yeah, he's not going to end up being a Raider. Gruden is not going to stand for that shit. You know that. He didn't even want Khalil Mack on his team. Khalil Mack said my agent's going to be the one discussing my contract, not me. And Gruden said, good, get out of here. <laughs> and you think he's going to put up with Antonio Brown? Khalil Mack did nothing wrong. He always plays hurt, plays 100%. We saw what a game changer he was in that Bears defense, right? Right, and Khalil and Khalil and Khalil Mack was you never heard a peep about Mack being a bad teammate, a bad influence, a bad locker room guy. Everything with him was fucking great. Great work ethic, great character guy. You think Root is gonna deal with that? Fuck no. I I think you're fine. Speaking of other disgusting shit, not obviously physically disgusting, but disgusting in the realm of how to handle a football team. Yes. Your Jets got yourselves a tackle there, bud. Who? Osemele. From the guard. From the, the, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. What did I say, tackle? Well, whatever. You got yourself a fucking guard. And coming off a down year, I don't care because – even Landon Collins had a bad year last year. He's still top 10 in his position. No questions asked. We can argue that later. Well, whatever. Osemele from Oakland, you guys paid a fifth for him, and you got a six-rounder, yes? Yes, but a steal. That's a fucking hose job. The Jets' offensive line goes, you have Brandon Shell and Brian Winters. I don't think they're anything great. And yep. Michelle for a fifth round pick has outperformed what a fifth round pick should be. Brian Winters, when he plays, is actually pretty good. Now you got Osmelli, whatever the hell his name is. Osemele. Osemele. Now if we can get Matt Paradis or Mitch, uh, the guy from the Chiefs, what the, what the, is it Morse? I think the center's name is. Yeah. You get one of those guys. Beecham had a solid year. I think he was ranked number 15 in pro football focus. You'll take that. That is a, I will take that line. I, I'm not saying it's great, but I'll take it. Yeah. For okay. sure. Okay. Now you put Darnold, Robbie Anderson, and Nunwa Herndon. Okay. With that decent offensive line, they shell out the money for Bell. Bell can be a receiver and a running back. You got you still have Elijah McGuire back there, who's who in my mind can be a third, a, a second. He, he is a skill of a third running back. But he can perform as a second running back, I think, in a right system. I agree. I'm not high on him, but I think he's serviceable to just to give somebody to give the one guy, the number one guy, a break here and there. For sure. Okay? No um, argument. And you got the third overall pick. Yeah, which you still think they're going to trade out of? I think they want to. I just don't know if they will. The problem this year, dude, is too few teams need quarterbacks. I don't see Denver jumping above anybody. They don't have to. I see making a trade with them is the Giants if they want Haskins. If I'm the Giants, I don't want Haskins. Who's taking Haskins anywhere between pick one through five? Nobody. So then why the fuck would the Giants trade up to get Haskins when they know the five in front of them aren't taking a quarterback? Because another team might trade up. If you're the Jets GM, I'm sure they're going to play one off the other, right? you got the Redskins possibly calling, possibly the Dolphins, even though I doubt they would deal with the Jets. I think that these teams are going to call, and I think that if the Jets play it right, they can play one off the other and pull something off. 
And as long as you get back the same and or more of what you traded last year, I think if you're the Jets, you win. Who who are you going to take with the third overall pick? I was just talking about this with my friend who's like a diehard Jets fan. Like, yeah, if Bosa's is there, you take him, right? But I don't Bosa think Bosa makes it to three. No, neither do I. If he's gone, which you probably 99% will be, who, do you like Josh Allen that much? Um, Quinton Williams is, is a better football player. But again... The one thing with the Jets is you need playmakers on this team. Well, if you sign, well, you guys run a three-four. Mm-hmm. So you need outside linebackers and edge guys. Williams says that just because that's their base doesn't mean they run a four-three. Basically, I think what he's trying to say is whatever we have, I'm going to deal with. Yeah, cause... I think that's what he said, right? Like. Whatever our players' strengths are, I'm going to try to play to them instead of having them play my way. That's also true. You have Greg Williams, who, if I'm not mistaken, runs a base 4-3. He does, but they won't, they, they're won't. they sticking to their base 3-4, but he said he has packages for a 4-3. He's like, yeah, you know, I've had package, I've had a base 4-3 and had 3-4 packages. He said it's all going to be depending upon who we're playing, which to me seems we don't have anything good enough to run by itself, so we're going to play up against your weaknesses. Yeah, well, you know what? You can win that way. And no, no, absolutely, especially in today's NFL where you're not looking to shut out a team because you just know it's not going to happen. Right, just outscore them, yeah. Just outscore them and get the opportune turnovers, right? Yep. That's that's how you win in today's NFL. Your defense can up 30 points, but then they get two pick sixes and a fumble when the team was going in to score. Yeah. Right? So that's what what I would be looking at. Um, But if they do stick at three, they have a bit of a problem because Quinn Williams is the best player in that draft after Bosa, in my opinion. Okay, but can he be a playmaker? I don't know. Josh Allen has the potential to be a playmaker. Potential being the key word there. Then you've got DJ Metcalf, who well, we don't need to talk about what he did. If you don't know what he did by now, I think you. I think you guys would be slightly reaching for Metcalf at three. But but okay, but you don't think we'd be reaching for Josh Allen at three? No. You're crazy. No, I think the safest pick there would be Williams. But I, Josh Allen on pure upside. Upside players are the ones who. Upside players are the ones. Say that again. Metcalf is six three and ran a four three loop. Okay, I understand that. But upside can either make you get reached for, or you get reached for, and then your potential never materializes. That happening to Allen. That's my point. All right, I'm just I'm just saying you guys can probably. When's your next pick after the first round? Round. Second round. No, the third. Oh, sweet. Right. I I love this year's wide receiver corpse for later first round, early second round picks. I think there's a lot of steals there. I love Campbell. I love AJ Brown. I love. And Fair. I'll tell you what, I like Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I really do. I don't. I, I don't think Metcalf is worth a three. What's that? I don't think Metcalf is worth a three. I don't think. I don't think anybody there is worth a three besides Quinton Williams. But I don't want him. I already have Leonard Williams. I don't need you to come in and be solid. You know, we know what you're going to get. You're going to give us a solid play, never more than ten sacks. Now they're saying he's like Aaron Donald with the twenty sacks. I don't know about that. Aaron Donald is something that you don't see too often in this. No, league. Donald's a generational talent. Um, I don't see if Quinn Williams was seventy-five percent of that. I still don't know if I'd want it. 
do you really want a guy on the interior of your line in a game where, now you can argue that an interior pass rush is more important today's NFL because it makes the quarterback now run their plays. And it puts on a little bit of a scramble drill because all, today's all throwing the ball. Nobody's trying to really win besides the Ravens with running the ball. That's a winning team. Right. Agree with that? I do. Would you also agree with not too many teams are running between the tackles as much as they used to, right? Everybody's looking for that joystick. They're looking for that next Tyreek Hill, the next Tariq Cohen. Yeah. I just don't think that, that, that this is a way to win. I mean, listen, you can argue that, hey, look what the Rams did versus the Patriots with Sue and Donald. You could have Williams and Williams. I get it. But again, if they're playing a 3-4 base most of the time, then are those, is, is Quinnen Williams' job going to be after the quarterback or to take up two blockers? Do you see what I'm saying? Is that pick worth it to you? No. I th- no. My whole thing is I personally would much rather, if I'm the Jets, I think assuming you don't sign either Barr or Mosley, you could, in theory, go linebacker. I think the better edge rusher for you guys would probably be Rashawn Gary. No, I don't think if they take anybody besides Allen Metcalf or Williams, they deserve somebody deserves to be fired. What about Cleveland Farrell? No way. At three, you deserve to be fired. So in your so in your mind, it's either trade or. Bosa, Williams, mind, or, or... Mind, it's very simple. You do everything in your power to trade. All right, and what if that doesn't materialize? Oof. I, personally, me, I'm going DJ Metcalf. In all today's right. NFL, you need offense. Is it a reach? Yeah. Would I, would, I would take him at pick six and not think I'm reaching. That's fair. Uh, I think pick three is reaching. But I'm not going Quinn and Blake. I just don't see him become the next Aaron Donald exactly. And anything less of that, I'm not going to pick him. I, I think you need playmakers. I think, I think you're building your team around Donald. If you sign Bell, you sign Paradis, you got a decent line. Now we're talking about surrounding Donald with a decent line, Le'Veon Bell, Anunua, Metcalf, Herndon, and Anderson. Now you're talking in offense. Yeah. And somebody's going to say, well, what about their defense? Well, I'll tell you what. If their offense is firing in all cylinders, okay, in a, in, in a year or two, with the same core we're talking about now, then you just fill in players on defense. You take the same route that all these teams are taking. You, you find some late-round picks that are starting for you. You sign a free agent, a veteran, and maybe you get one stud on the defense, a, a pass rusher. One. I mean, Justin Houston's a free agent right now. I'd sign him to a two-year deal. That's fair. I would. I would sign Houston, Paradis, Bell, and I, me not personally. I'm assuming they already are going to sign Bell based on everything I've just heard in the last hour. I would sign Paradis, Houston, Bell, and I'd draft Metcalf. All right. That's, what, that's exactly what I would do. Now, if I traded down and for some reason Metcalf was no longer available, then I, I'd look up. Maybe I'd trade down again. I, I just think that, you know – you got to build an offense. You need fucking playmakers. In today's NFL, you need playmakers, especially on offense and on defense. That's how you're a Super Bowl team. Playmakers. It's not having the best 
It's not. Let's look at the Patriots, right? They have playmakers. Gilmore, tell me he wasn't a playmaker this year. Um, Forget coverage. He was a playmaker. Well, yeah. Okay? Gilmore was the best corner in football. Yeah, the McCourty, they were playmakers, the McCourty twins. Yeah. Uh, that, that guy, Kyle Van Noy. I don't know what the hell he does, but anytime there's a big game, he must eat his Wheaties because he's making big plays, isn't it? That's that's but, the Patriot way, though. Right, and what I'm saying is follow the formula. Oh yeah, no, I listen, but, man. I don't, but, I don't disagree. I, 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 what I'm saying is, I think you're right. I think they will draft Allen or Williams. And right. I'm gonna be sitting there going, "You got to be fucking kidding me." Right, well, so you've made it abundantly clear that you really want Metcalf or nobody. No, it's not nobody. I would take Josh. Let's just say they traded down to pick six with the Giants and Metcalf got taken at five and they got Josh Allen at six. Well, also, if you trade down and you don't get a second-round pick and, let's say, six from the Giants, then why are you even trading? Because you can get a stud wideout in this draft in the second round. It's that loaded. Second round pick. What? Jets don't have a second round pick. If you trade with the Giants, you get their first and their second. Yeah, then I would do that trade for sure. Of course you would, because you don't have to spring or you don't have to overreach for Metcalf. Here's the other thing, too. If I get that second pick, I might not take Metcalf. Because I personally think A.J. Brown is the best receiver in this draft. A.J. Brown may not make it to the second round. You might be getting Marquise Brown or no, possibly no, no, Nikhil I, Harry. Let me tell you what I mean by the best receiver in this draft. I just want to clarify that. Statistically, I think he'll be an 80-catch, 1,000-yard, 5-TD guy. Could be. I think D.K. Metcalf has potential to be a superstar. I could see him, though, also not living up to his potential – I think he'll be close to 1,000 yards every year, but I can see it being 50 catches for 12 touchdowns. Yeah. I think A.J. Brown reminds me of Robert Woods on the Rams. He can do everything. The gadget guy? Then, he can do everything. He can play slot. He can play wide out. He can run the whole route tree. He's fast. He's tough. Metcalf just looks like he can be a freak. He looks like he's a mixture of Calvin Johnson, and I don't even – I've never seen anything like this. Because right. his route running is not as efficient as the Randy Mosses, the Julio Joneses, but he is so much bigger than them. I no, mean, he's Calvin-sized. He reminds me of Vernon Davis. Right, but more athletic. I, I, I wouldn't even say that. When you see this guy run, he's very good from point A to point B. His lateral quickness needs help. And that might be a problem causing separation, but the, he could just be so big that it doesn't matter. Right. That's Calvin Johnson level stuff. Well, Calvin Johnson also became a very smooth route runner. Okay, let's not take that away from him, dude. The, the guy can run a route. I'm not. I will never in my life take anything away from Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech was like butter on his feet. Always was. And and uh, I wouldn't say Metcalf is at at Ole Miss. No, but you can. No, but you can teach route running. You can't teach freak genetic athleticism, and you can't teach raw size. You're right. There's a difference right. between coachable and uncoachable intangibles. Metcalf has all the ones you can't coach, and he could use a little bit of polish in some of the key ones that make good receivers great. I completely uh, agree. I will say that a thousand percent. Now, the 
other thing that we forgot to mention on the free agency tip is Quan Alexander was the first linebacker signed, and that made no goddamn sense to me whatsoever. No, it didn't, especially for the money he got, too. What did he get, 54 mil? 58 mil, four years. So by that logic, Barr, who's without question the best linebacker amongst the three big ones, is going to get at least 60 to 64. Yeah, absolutely, and C.J. Mosley right between the two. Mosley should be getting about 58 to 60. Right, that's a big fucking thing. That's huge. That's way too high. Bar, I get it. I'm. So, I know you're low on bar. I'm not bar to I'm me. I'm not low on bar. I'm not. I'm not. I just don't want to pay. I unless you're gonna get make me plays. I'm not paying you 15 million when I need playmakers. All I'm saying now is bar lining up next to Dar- to Darren Lee is a scary combo at linebacker. I mean, Darren Lee, you got to remember, Darren Lee suspended for the first four games of the year. That is true. Darren Lee has not progressed the way a first-round pick should. He's progressing like a second-round pick. Yeah, but guess what? He had a hell of a year last year. He had a good year. I wouldn't say it was a hell of a year. I think that... Well, compared to his... Yeah, the trajectory is pointing upwards. Let's, Let's put it like that. Avery Williamson, I love in the middle. He's he does all the dirty stuff that nobody talks about in the game. Yeah, um, you know, take on a block. Williamson you know, Williamson reminds me of James Farrier, in just yeah, that do yeah. it all, silent right. but deadly middle linebacker. Right, and nobody doesn't really talk about him, but I love him. Um, and then obviously you have Marcus May, who in my opinion was a reach, but he'll be a starter. And Jamal Adams is a stud. Jamal Adams is a top five safety. I I, I think he'll become the best safety in the. I think he will be the best safety in the NFL for years to come by far. Yeah, he, he the trajectory he, he says so. He has a nose for the football, unlike any safety I've, dude, I've all, seen. Dude, all dude, the Ed Reeds and the Sean. Dude, there's only three words that matter with Jamal Adams, or three letters, LSU. It was a, yeah. it, it was, it's, it was a guarantee. So I right. mean, right now. We're going to see where they go. The biggest thing I want to see is I know Tyron Matthews got offered a multi-year deal by the Texans. Mm-hmm. I really want to see where he ends up. He's my favorite player in the free defense. I, I think he's worth $15 million a year. I would agree. That's what I'm getting. I would take him over Anthony Barr any day. I'll take him. I would also take him over Earl Thomas, and I would probably uh, do it over Landon Collins. Absolutely. No, I would. Let me, and I love Landon Collins, first of all. Let me tell you why. Because he can play free safety, he can play strong, he can play slot corner, he can play on the outside in the corner, and he can, and you can put and he, that little bastard in the middle line. Yeah, he's a good run support. Yeah, he's a run support safety. He can he can cover too though. I know no shit. I'm just saying, so, Landon Collins is just happens to be coming off the worst year of his career, but he still is an animal. There's no even an right. animal has a bad day or two. Absolutely. So you know, shit happens. Now, so right, yeah. So we we'll see how the market shakes itself out. What do you expect, Lady Bell to sign by? When end of the week? Do you think right now is he? A, where's he going? Gun to my head, Jets. Yes. Second Jason team, I could say, the only other team I could see signing him, Oakland. Oh my God! Imagine that shit show if you're Gruden. I know, right? Which I think I think if Gruden well I, I think Gruden will be I think Gruden 
And we've seen this from just how he acted on air on Monday Night Football back in the day. Gruden seems to be the kind of guy that can get swept up in what in what you see on the field, and the off the field doesn't seem to matter much. Case in point, Antonio Brown. So, yeah, if this if the same logic applies itself, right, which I can absolutely see, Le'Veon Bell would be perfect there for until training camp. I agree. And then all the shit show because you you think Le'Veon Bell showing up to OTAs get the fuck out of here, no, no shot. And if you think he's not showing up, you think Antonio Brown's showing up? Fuck no. Right. No shot. But let's keep it moving because there hasn't been enough free agent movement to keep harping on the NFL, and the draft is still a good month and a half away, so we can keep it moving. All right. What's we that? said last week we gave the listeners the old cock tease and made some broad um, predictions where we gave a top three for ALNL Cy Young, ALNL MVP. Yeah. We we did promise y'all y'all listeners that we would actually make those predictions. Yep. Johnny boy, give me your. Yeah. AL MVP and Cy Young, please. All right, I'm gonna go Mookie Betts for MVP. And, uh, I'm, so, gonna, I'm gonna go Chris Sale. Ah, double Boston, huh? Yeah. All right, American League Cy Young. I'm gonna go with Justin Verlander. Okay. AL MVP. I will go out on a bit of a limb here. And say Carlos Correa. Oh, you think he's a big bounce back here? Um, I think he's too good, and he's entering his prime. Okay. And I have a gut feeling in my head, and I'll and I'll I'll touch on this a bit later. I think Correa. I think I think it's Correa's turn to carry that team. I could see that. Um, NL. What do you got? Cy Young. I, uh, yeah. We, I can't, well, I, well you know. to, to recap, me and you agreed on the three finalists who we think it's going to be between Walker right. Bueller, DeGrom, and Scherzer. I'm going to go Jacob DeGrom. I think that he should have 30 wins last year. I think the team will score more. They got a better bullpen. Yeah. I, th- I still think Scherzer and Bueller have great years, okay? Mm-mm. I think DeGrom does what he, 90% of what he did last year, and I think that translates into more wins, and I just think he wins it going away. Yeah, I, it's hard for me to disagree for literally the exact same logic. The lineup got better. The bullpen is a thousand times better. There is. I think that I think that what's-his-name, uh, Bueller, is still a year or two away from being a perennial I'll tell you Cy what, well, well, let me, real quick question. This is a more of an instant yes or no. Kershaw or Bueller opening day starter for the Dodgers? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know right now. Right now, I'd have to say Kershaw unless he gets hurt. Well, I don't know. He is hurt. That's a good point. Forgot about that. That's not saying I don't know. So if, if Kershaw gets set back a couple weeks, then it, by default, it's fucking Bueller. You're not going to run out fucking Hyunjin Ryu or, you know, any of the other mosh posh, you're not going to run out like Brandon McCarthy or any of those guys. So we agree it's going to be DeGrom solely based on the Mets improving uh, around him. 
which yeah. I couldn't agree more with. Uh, In yeah. the sake of making keeping up the prediction train leading up to opening day, which again, just so you guys are aware, it is end of this month, A's Mariners, three game set in Japan. Just so you guys are fully on top of your shit here. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be fu- well as again, as an overnight worker, that game's going to be on at like 4 o'clock in the morning. I can't wait. But oh, probably yeah, that makes sense. Anywho, give me your American League player who is not a household name, but very well could be by the end of the year. Oh man, you're starting me off with the one I had the most. <laughs> you're goddamn right. Listen, man, being my I'm co-host Miguel, is not easy. I'm going, I'm going Miguel Andujar, aka the guy who should have won Rookie of the Year. Yes. There you go. Um. I tried to not pick the Homer answer, and I didn't for any of them, and I'm proud of myself for that. I'm going with Merrifield for 8,000, Alex. I think Merrifield, and me and you have talked about him off the air many times, Whit Merrifield is the kind of guy that on the right roster can easily carry you to at least a pennant. He has, he's... Uh, he's a guaranteed 180 hitter, like hits per year. He's a base stealer. He's an average guy, and he's a plus defender at multiple positions. That's the kind of guy who helps you. He's like the Steve Pierce to the Red Sox of last year. I agree. He's that kind of guy that can put you over the top good. Yeah, and he's on a, a Kansas City contract that a big market team would scoff at. And immediately make the deal for, if given the opportunity. Also, Sal Perez is out for the year with Tommy John. Mondesi's not ready to carry that team. Merrifield is the only player on that lineup, aside from Mondesi and maybe Jorge Soler, that should scare you. I agree. Alex Gordon can't hit anymore. Neither can Alcides Escobar. Merrifield and Mondesi are the only two bats that are worth any second looking in that lineup. I just got an update. Uh, the Jets what? are the front runners for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, what the fuck else the is that? Second there? closest team. Guess this team. You wouldn't guess this. Second closest team? Yeah. Who needs a running back and has the money for Le'Veon? Yeah. Miami. Chicago Bears. Oh, they they must be fed up with Jordan Howard. Well, they, they want out. They want him out. I fucking bet they do. Cohen's taking that job. But let's not get derailed here. I'm not. I just want to tell you what yeah, I Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying let's, let's catch ourselves before we go back down the rabbit hole. Um, same player, or same situation, rather, National League. Who takes that big leap into stardom? Ahmed Rosario. I fucking knew you were going to throw in a homer. Although, I will say, if of all the homers you could have picked, that's probably the one that I am least shocked by. Yeah, I mean... He's too good. I think, he's too. He I has think, too much talent. I think he's like kickstart that offense. Well, he's the same kind of impact player that Merrifield is. Top of the lineup, high on base, high stolen bases, solid defense. There's really not much you you can't like about Rosario. Right. 
so I, I, I would I have no problem agreeing with you on that one because him and Merrifield are like to me very similar players in their own right, except at least the Mets have a deeper lineup this year, which means right. Rosario has protection. Now, my NL guy is again not a not a local guy. Take me to Cincinnati. Take me to the hot corner and give me a Eugenio Suarez. That's funny you should say that. I'm, he's going to be my next pick. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Well, what, go ahead. What are we? What's the next topic? Go ahead. Well, well, hold on. Well, no, hold on. The only thing I'll say with Suarez is. Votto had a shitty year last year. The only two hitters on Cincinnati you feared last year were Suarez and Scooter Jeanette. You throw in yeah. Matt Kemp and Yasiel Puig into that lineup, I don't see how Suarez can have much worse of a year, if not monumentally better. For the same okay. reasons as DeGrom winning a Cy Young. Everything else got better, so how can he not benefit? Okay. NL player to regress. You're clearly picking A. Eugenio Suarez because absolutely. Why? I I don't think he, I don't think he's that talented. Hmm. I think he's a 22-75 guy. Dingers and ribbies. Yeah, I have him batting at like 270. I just don't think he increases from what he did last year. So you think? I mean, he, so, he you, so you think he? he so you think he plateaus more than regresses? Yeah, I regress a little bit, but definitely not gonna. All right. He helped me win fantasy league last year, but I'm not drafting him this year. I'll tell All you right. That. That, that, hey, you know what? That's totally fair. I will accept a plateau as a regression for a guy whose supporting cast around him got very, very much improved. For okay. me, that is regression. If you fail to improve in a better situation, yeah. My guy for the NL um, regression is Clayton Kershaw. This, to me, is the year that Clayton Kershaw loses his spot as the face of the Dodgers. I think by the end of the year he does. I think that... I think that uh, the, the writing's I, been on the wall. He can't, he can't stay on the healthy, and he's not a Cy Young candidate perennially like the I dominant Kershaw was. high three ERA. That's the other thing, too. Also, let's be real. The Dodgers are probably going to make the playoffs again, and I can't trust Kershaw worth his shit in October. I think Dodger fans, three years in a row of not winning the World Series and having Kershaw as arguably patient zero, meanwhile Walker Buehler's pitching Game 7 in Milwaukee in the NLCS and dominating, the tide is shifting. I think Walker Buehler, if you you would ask me Cy Young two years from now, I would pick him. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to pick him. No, DeGrom think, and Scherzer are still at the top half, of their game. Second half, can, can he really outduel DeGrom and Scherzer? I mean, that's a tall task. No, I don't think he can. Out- season goes yeah. on, those two get better. No, I don't think he Especially can. Yeah, he's not going to outpitch the two best pitchers in the, in the National League. It's not going to happen. I, I, I think they're the two best pitchers in baseball. Well, at least their respective league. Let's at least go there. I'm not going right, to. You, 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 th- you think there's a better pitcher in baseball than those two? Who? No, I mean, like I said, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But those are two; well, those are easily two of the top five. Who you, comes to your mind? You give me Chris Sale before August; he's up there. 
All right, but we're including the whole year here. Yeah, then you really Obviously, then before yeah, right. August, I would say Chris Sale. If, too. if Scherzer or if Scherzer or Degrom was in the American League, they would be guaranteed a Hall of Fame. They'd be guaranteed a fucking Cy Young for the next five years. Absolutely. That I have no problem saying. But the fact that they're not only in each other's division and are going to lose wins to each other on at least on one occasion this year, probably starting as soon as opening day, that's not great. For them, right. but they'll still be dominant. Now, are we going to do the the regression for the AL? Of course. All right, who do you got? Remember how I mentioned I think Carlos Correa is up to carry the Astros? Yeah. That's because I think George Springer is due for a down year. Okay. Um, I'm going to go big name here. Go, go ahead. J.D. Martinez. Ah, I'm so happy you said that. He was, he was, he was he on really my short list. Did what he did last year? Um, I'll tell you what, he has an opt-out in his contract. If he wants that good money, he better do it again. I don't know if that's happening. I don't think so either. What uh, he did last year, I mean, he you couldn't have even wrote that off better. Mookie Betts won, and Mookie. let's be real, Betts won MVP because Martinez, you didn't, you'd rather pitch to Mookie Betts than J.D. Martinez in 2018. I think it's going to be the same thing this year, and I just don't think Martinez is going to come up in clutch situations and come through as much as he did last year. No, he could, the, the problem with Martinez is all of his numbers from last year were astronomically high. Right. Including clutch factor and the stuff that sabermetrics can't measure. At a certain point, it's you're right. He has something has to come back down to earth. Right. Me, I, yeah, absolutely. Now, in terms of Springer, Springer come playoff time is the kind of guy I want on my team cuz he's a playoff animal. The Absolutely. thing, the thing, like last year we saw Altuve get hurt, miss extended time. Same with Correa. Springer was the leading force in that lineup. But you know what? Springer's a two sixty hitter. That's all he is. I understand that, but he hits dingers at an alarming rate when he's on. And he, he hits, he's a he's yeah, a he he's a big right. extra base guy when he's clicking. And he can swipe a couple of bags for you. Yes, he can. And he plays good defense. Springer's listen, Springer's a great center fielder. I'm not saying that the talent isn't all there because we've seen it on full display. Especially right. when they were in the World Series. My right. whole thing is it seems that the core for Houston, every year one of those three wheels on that tricycle pops a tire and needs repair. This year I feel like it's Springer who may not even get hurt. I just think in the in the in the revolver that is formerly the Colt 45s that's your guy to to take a step back not a huge one but enough for it to be noticeable. I can see that. Let me let's go to on the team level. Give me your American League team that will overachieve just like last year's Oakland A's. Oh wow! Red Sox signed Landon Collins. The Red Sox. Redskins. All right, so. Six-year, eighty-four mil. God damn! That's Interesting a big deal. That huh? is a big one. All right. Um, American League team I, set to overachieve. The Yankees. Okay, so that's a hundred-win team. Where is the overachieving in the win total or the playoff? Um, in the win total, I think that they're going to dominate this regular season. They have enough 
pitching now in the regular season to just really run you over. I mean, they really do. Well, that um, bullpen is lethal. And that bullpen is le- and we know that lineup is incredible. Yeah. And I think in the regular season they're going to feast. They're going to I think Judge <laughs> and Turner are right. They're going to break last year's record of home runs for sure. So here's so here's my question. Boston last year was a 108 win team. Yankees more under over. Over. 111? 110. Okay. Now go ahead. Ask me my my underachieving team in the AL. Well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. No, this has more spice if you let me go back to back here. All right, so then it has to be the Reds. It has to be the Red Sox. No, it's the Yankees. Oh, you're double. You're doubling down, you little bastard. I'm doubling down. Let me tell you why. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna dominate the regular season. and They're not gonna make it to the World Series. Ah, I see. I see where you went with that. And I really think. I, and now this is barring this roster as it is today here, right? Right. If they go out and they get an ace, I'll be singing a different tune. Right. I don't think they will. I don't think they're making it to the World Series, and that's a huge disaster of a postseason for them. So you, so let me ask you this. You think they lose in the DS or the CS again? I don't know who they're going to play. I don't see them getting Let's be real. Cleveland, Cleveland's not going to make it past the, the, the DS. It's going to be either Houston or Boston. One of those two teams are going to knock them out for sure. Okay. Either one they play, they're, they're not going to make it past. Well, when I made my Yankee prediction for the – on the uh, on the changeup page on Facebook, which is also worth a like and a follow, um, I had mentioned that at worst, the I think the Yankees are a pennant winning team this year, but I could see them losing in the CS only to Houston. Right. I think Boston did themselves no favors by losing Kelly. I'm not. I don't blame them for paying a way too high price for Kimbrel, but not getting anything to help a bullpen that was shitty outside of. Kelly and Kimbrell will destroy that team. Okay. They will blow late. I'm calling it now. And this is not because I hate the Red Sox with every ounce of my being. I legitimately think that bullpen is fourth worst in this division, except for Baltimore. Okay. Yep. So you heard that here first. Um, give me your, um, give me your, AL, I'm sorry, your National League team to overachieve. I know we've had this conversation. You, you, you go this one first. I can't decide between my two. You go okay. first. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll preface it with this. We've made it very clear that the NL this year is like an 11, basically is is a horse race with the amount of horses that the Kentucky Derby has. It's at least a 10-horse race. Okay. For five spots. I agree. The team that I don't think will make the playoffs but be significantly better, San Diego Padres. Wait, you just said overachieving, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, I just want to make sure that's what you said. Okay. Yeah, the Padres, the, you got to understand, I had called this a couple weeks ago before Machado. When I The episode in which I called Machado going to the Padres, I said if you put – that bat in that lineup with Manny Margot, with um, with Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, Tatis with Tatis Jr. Jr. Right. That lineup will be sneaky potent. The right. problem, I, the problem with the Padres is going to be the pitching, especially without Brad Hand. 
There's no solidification in the back of the bullpen. However, however, Lucchese is not terrible. I don't think they have the worst starting pitching in the National League because unless the Reds do something, that still belongs to Cincinnati. However, they will be able to beat their way to a couple games riding the bats, and I have no problem saying that, especially when the Giants this year, in my opinion, are destined for last place by a lot. And I never count them out. I know you don't. I have no problem doing it. Give me right. your NL overachiever. My NL overachiever will be the Phillies. Okay, you thinking World Series or pennant? No, I'm, I just don't ever see them as a winning organization. I think That's they're fair. trying to become one right now. Okay. I think that I, I'm not looking at win loss record for them when I say this. What I'm looking for is just the sense and the feel around that team. Nobody ever goes, oh, the Phillies are going to be a World Series team. I think you might start saying that now. You know what? I think the I, I don't think you're I, wrong. I don't think this year. I think towards the end of this year. I think I could see. I don't think they're done making moves. Hmm. I I, I'm, I and we went on the air like whatever it was maybe two weeks ago, and I said I'm pissed off at what they did. They didn't do enough. I don't think they did. But if they do spend the money, they're talking about spending. Yeah. In my opinion. They have a potential, and I said this two weeks ago too, to be that good. Because that lineup is pretty good and long. Yeah. Um, you could use one more star bat for it to be superb, but if they want to be that organization, they have the to to be like, all right, the Phillies, we gotta count them in every year. They have an opportunity for that. It's not fully over, it's just they missed out on Machado, but they could still land somebody. And maybe not in free agency, maybe not maybe via a trade or something. What I'm saying is there is more potential there than there was before. Oh, a thousand percent. I know you'd have to imagine a guy like Harper is going to just bring that kind of swag, cocky, like "fuck you" attitude that like Philly just kind of has as a city, like the yeah. us against the world mentality. Um, I will say. I don't think you're wrong, and I think specifically one thing you said is very true with Philly. The rotation but after Arietta scares the dog shit out of me. Because it to me it lacks depth. A championship team needs at least three top end starters to head up their rotation. The Mets have it, the Nationals have it, the Cardinals, you can make an argument, have it, and the Dodgers have it. Trey Flowers to the Lions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we picked a hell of a time to go in the air, Johnny. We sure did. We sure did. Trey Flowers. I was waiting to, to see Le'Veon Bell to blank. Yeah, right. I, I know, right? Um, okay, give me your – let's see. Where did I leave off here? Give me – did you give me – you said your American League overachiever is the Yankees, right? And that's your uh, – This just came in. Jets are in strong pursuit of C.J. Mosley as they are looking to cut Darren Lee. Huh. They're cutting Lee? I get, Listen, I got, that's just what the guy just got this report now. Oh, Jesus. Pittsburgh, please. I'll take him on a four-game suspension. He'll come cheaper. Wow. Okay. Give me – you said your AL uh, over and underachiever is the Yankees. Yep, right? Yeah, my, yes. Give me your – oh, real quick. My American League overachiever 
is the Minnesota Twins. Okay. Granted, they did nothing to help their pitching. I don't know what, right. But they added Nelson Cruz. Sano can't be this bad. Again, he's too talented. Okay. I just, the young guys, Krilloff and Buxton, look, Krilloff especially, looks like he's about to, you know, land and impact that team the way Tyler Naquin did for the for the Indians a couple years ago. Like that stud rookie call-up that just has yeah. that immediate kind of impact. Buxton, trajectory's looking up. Max Kepler is a very underrated right fielder. And I understand it's the post-Mauer era. I don't think that this team will – I don't think Paul Molitor will allow that team to let that kind of boo-hoo, we miss Joe kind of attitude linger in that locker room. And also Jose Barrios is, in my opinion, sneaky, sneaky, very good and ready to make a lot of noise this year. You're right. So that's uh, my overachiever. That. My underachieving team. You said the Yankees, right? Yes. My American League underachiever, your Oakland Athletics. Here's the problem. Your team last year was the epitome of lightning in a bottle. With Chapman, with Olsen, with uh, Loriano in center. Every, Chris Davis hitting 241 again with 45 goddamn home runs. Everything worked out for Oakland. You lost Jed Lowry and you added Jerickson Profar. That's an eye for an eye, but you lose that eye for an eye. The, you right. didn't, you, you're not the winner in that scenario. You did nothing to help your pitching and you lost Familia. You're right. Explain to me how that team is in any way better than what they were last year. They're not. I, I don't think they are. I never thought they were that good, to be honest. I, That's what I'm saying. Lightning in a bottle can make you the wild card, but you're, you're, they're not equipped to get back to the wild card. Like when we said, we, we said a couple weeks ago, this is Houston's division to run away and hide with again, now more than ever. Unless unless the Angels, who are the only other team to, that has enough talent to compete, decide to have an out-of-their-mind season, which that ain't happening either. Right. But, God damn it, Oakland, dude. Oakland, I feel like, is set to be a massive letdown this year. And right. my NL underachiever, the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right, so since you said it, I'm not going to add two, so I'll let you take that one. So the reason I'm picking the Dodgers is I think when you trade, I think trading Kemp again was a bit of a fuck you to the fans, and I think it's a fuck you to the locker room. I think the Dodgers also lost their nutsack in Yasiel Puig. Part of me thinks that that team just the, when you make the World Series two years in a row. I get it. You have talent, and I could make an argument that there's no team deeper in the National League than the Dodgers are, 1 through 25. My only problem with the Dodgers 
is that A, your primary um, competition in that division got a hell of a lot better and is on the up and up. So that should be frightening to you. Also, I don't think they did anything to get really any better. Like had had they so, yeah. added had they added Machado, different story. But they fucking didn't, and they didn't get Harper either. I agree. Now, if there's any team who could have afforded on a talent level to not have landed the superstar, it was them. Sure. But I also don't think you had to get rid of Puig, Kemp, and Alex Wood just to dump salary. I agree. That's the kind of move you make where the verbal agreement with Harper or Machado is in place and you need an immediate dump to a Cincinnati or a Pittsburgh or like a team that just is desperate for talent. You're absolutely right. They jumped the gun on that. And also, the other thing with the Dodgers is I think they're going to be, they're clearly less savvy now, now that Farhan Zaidi is not their GM. My underachieving team is going to be, was going to be the Dodgers as well as the Cubs. Yeah, I, yeah, we had this debate last week. You think the Cardinals are, are clear favorites for that division? Yeah, they just have, they, they have everything in my opinion. I don't disagree. They really do. Um, let me ask you this. With the Cubs, weakest point, bullpen or rotation or lineup? On paper, it's their bullpen. Agreed. I think statistically it's going to be their lineup. I just don't see these guys coming through. Oh, so you think the they, you think the whole lineup is just due for a letdown? I think they have been a letdown the last two years. I don't think we've seen the Cubs click. Click on all and all. So Correct. Good. It's always been one piston working harder than the other four or it's, five. It's almost like they, I relate them to the Mets rotation. Okay. Yeah. If they can put it together, that will be the deepest lineup in the National League. They will have an AL lineup in the National League. Yeah. They cannot all seem to stay healthy. That's true, too. The other thing I, w- I would say is a candidate for – um, major letdown player of the season. At some point, Ben Zobrist, time has to catch up with him. Sure, absolutely. And of all years, this seems to be like the year. Now, let me ask you this. You said the Cubs are due for a letdown, which I don't disagree with 100%. That doesn't mean that they're going to have a bad record. I know, because they're, they're, there's too much raw talent to carry that team. But I it's let ne- down, but I mean, they're not going to make. They're just not going to make a run. So you think? So who finishes second in that division? Milwaukee or the Cubs? I say Milwaukee. Okay, so you think the Cubs missed the playoffs? Or well, no. Let's be real. One of the wild cards is going to go to the second place in the NL East. I, I you know what? Look, I have no idea who's going to get these two wild card spots. You could convince me. Of any of those teams, the, the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves. Well, all right, you Astros. know what? I'm feeling fucking squirrely. National League, division by division, give me your division winners and your two wild cards. National League. Who? Okay, National League West, I'm going to Dodgers. Okay. National League Central, I'm going to Cardinals. Yep, we, we established that one. NL East, drum roll please. 
I'm going. Uh, I'm going the Braves. Okay. Until you beat them. Yep. They're there. I couldn't agree more with that logic. Who's your two wild cards? Mets Brewers. Ooh. Okay. At City Field or at Miller Park? Oh, I. You know, I, I have a hard enough time making that decision. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, if I were to take a guess, I would say just based on how the Brewers and Mets have played over the last two years, the Mets seem to play great in September. So I'm going to take them as the second team. I have a feeling they'll be like five games out, and they make they. So you think the run. so you think the Mets sneak in to catch to grab the five? Yeah, I really do. So I, that game I, was at Miller Park. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I I, I think the Brewers are going to be good all year long. Just are they going to be good enough to win the division? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I think the Nationals are not going to be that great of a team. No, the Nationals have let down written all over them again. I, the Phillies have not shown me they can win yet. Now, you could say, say the same about the Mets, but I'll tell you what, take me back to the September since 2015 with the Mets. I think they have the second or third best record in baseball. Well, I'll tell, so, you, I'll tell you what right now. With Philly, biggest question mark in, the entire, in all of baseball is Philly because you could give me five to arguably seven guys on that roster. If they miss extended time, the wheels can fall off that team. Well, and you could say that about the Mets too. Yes, you can, but the Mets have already lost two of them. They're not, maybe not as key impact. I look at those as a great thing, what just happened. Why? Because Uh, McNeil's flourishing? I don't want to see Lowry and Frazier play. Let Alonzo and McNeil play. All right. Don't, don't, don't ambush me on the Met rabbit hole. Let me make my picks. NL West, Dodgers, and I'm talking yeah. by no more than a three-game win. This will come down to the last week of the year for them. Okay. Which leads me to wild card number one. Yep. That wild card game this year is going through Denver. Wow. Yep. I had the balls to pick the Brewers winning in Central last year, and I was right. So uh, this that's my that's my nuts. Rocky. That's the Rockies you get one pitcher. I'd pick them to beat the Dodgers. Her, dude, they don't need one pitcher. All John Gray has to do is not be uh, a 500 pitcher. Uh, Herman Marquez will carry that staff. Oh, uh, I I can't pick him. That's the, fine. You don't have Dodgers, to. I'll do it. Dodgers will go out and spend as much money to not lose. Dude, they will not lose that division. They Johnny, will save face. Johnny, my nuts are on the table. Who wants to suck them? All right. If it ain't you, I'll find another motherfucker to do it. Uh, listen, NL Central. Uh, give me. I, I. I. The more I look at it, I can't see how St. Louis loses it this year. This is. I think this is their division to lose. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, to 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 lose. They got the pitching. You have you the lineups. Know. The best it's been in years. And I don't. I also think Dexter Fowler is due for a better year than he had last year because it can't get much worse. I, Oh, oh my God! How bad was he last? Year? Uh, he was arguably one of the five worst players in baseball. Oh um, my God! I now, you how bad he was? Here's my thing. NL East. I am also going to pick the Braves to win the division because I think Donaldson, if he's healthy, puts that lineup over the top. And I think they have enough pitching to win it. Right. My second wild card going to Denver. Is Philly. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think Philly wins that division. I think No, I don't think so either. But you take Phillies over the Mets, huh? By 
I literally think the second wild card game will come down to the, the second slot will go down to game 163 between okay. either okay. the Phillies and Mets or Phillies and Brewers. Well, if it does, I'll tell you what, the Mets won't win that game. That I can guarantee. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I see it clear as day. I see whoever's been having the best year for them on the mound. Shitting, shitting their pants? Yeah. yeah, whether it be – I could see DeGrom coming out of the pen and letting off a walk-off. Something ridiculous. So, yeah. That's offense. Right. Something where Mets had second and third in the inning before one out, couldn't get the run home. DeGrom comes in, second pitch. See you next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I tell me you can't see that one, Luke. Well, it's the Mets. God hates the Mets almost as much as he hates the Knicks. So, yeah. Any New York team that wears orange and blue seems to just not have the greatest of luck. Oh, no, they do not. But listen, it's it's going to be it should be an interesting season in the NL. The AL should be very clear. No, the A, the AL is is so fucking open and shut, but we'll save that for next week. Yep. Um, yeah, listen, uh since we're signing off, before we, you know, I always call you while you're doing it. So listen, I'm going to hop in the shower, and then I'll call you to recap when I get out. Uh, yeah, all right. That works. All right, I'll call you in a little bit. All right. So, I'll, yeah, I'll talk to you in a bit, Chief. All right, bye. Peace. Oh, shit. Predictions galore getting thrown around on the fucking bleacher creatures. Who else? Who else is going to bring you that kind of energy and nuts on the table kind of predictions. I don't know, people. Do us a favor. Our nuts are on the table. How about you throw us a like, a comment, a share, not only for us, but for Jones and for Sports, the Jones and for Sports media page where you could find not only the Bleacher Creatures podcast, but also other good podcasts like the Take It Deep MLB podcasts, which will be debuting this week, hosted by myself. We also have the Broken Control Esports Podcast. We have podcasts coming for the NFL, UFC, WWE, NHL, and the NBA. Listen, people, if you like what we're doing here, go check out the rest of the, of the network because it's just as fucking good. That's all I got. We will see you guys next week. Y'all have a hell of a week.